Blog Talk Radio.
All right, we're live tonight. We are live tonight at a different location. I don't even know where to get started tonight. Tonight, tonight might be the death of the show. I might be going away for a little while. It doesn't look like it, but it's a possibility. Where do we want to get started? A lot of you have seen the news. A lot of you have seen me uh, all over local news yesterday, and then you also seen I'm going to talk about today throwing things out of a Caesar's Palace window. Where do we get started with this? I know I know a lot of people have been waiting. A lot of people wanted to know why uh, the program was pulled last night. Well, there was no program last night, and the uh, streak has ended. But th- there's more things important than a streak. Okay, I wanted to, to keep going. I wanted to broadcast. I wanted to be the Cal Ripken of broadcasting. But when it comes to life and death, there's more things important in life than doing a stupid podcast every night, right? There really is. I know tonight's show is going to be a little off. I'm still off. I'm still not quite right. Um, I was told by the same guy who brought me in and said, there you go, thank you, here, you can stay here as long as you want, broadcast whenever you want, you can do whatever you want here at the hotel and all the employees, and uh, I'm going to miss all of those people. It was a really, 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 really the best time in my life until it turned into the worst time in my life. We had a lot of fun there, and I can no longer mention where we were staying, and then all of the um, previous episodes, any name of the place that we were staying is going to have to be scrubbed from the record. So basically... uh, Everything from uh, basically June 25th up till uh, no, yeah, from 25th up till the uh, July 11th. Um, all of the episodes um, are being erased as we speak. So, hope you got to listen to them. Hopefully, you got to enjoy them. They will be soon leaving Rumble, so if you want to check out any of those shows, you're going to have to go over there, MHH Network, over to Rumble. And uh, those shows, uh, painfully, uh, we're going to take down, scrub the name of the uh, hotel that we were at out of there. And uh, I've been banned for life. Quite honestly, there's a hotel uh, on Fremont Street now that will uh, let me uh, stay there anymore. So luckily, one of the door guys said, well, the Strat will take you. He'll take anybody over there. So tonight I'm at the Strat. My view is a uh, air conditioner. I'm on like the fourth floor. And I can see a roof with an air conditioner on it. That's it. Nothing else. The lights, nothing. It's just dark. About a block away from the worst 7-Eleven in the country. Very low key. Very low-key in here tonight, very quiet. I'm trying to be very quiet, so there's not going to be any excited... This isn't an exciting show tonight. This is a very 
Um, somber night. It was a very uh, eye-opening experience. But I guess we'll get into it. I mean, you've heard the news side of this ex-felon um, staying at a uh, popular hotel on Fremont Street. Apparently likes to lure young girls in and murder them. But here's the real story, all right? They didn't get the facts straight. They put my picture up, which wasn't a good picture on the news. It wasn't good at all. But I'm going to tell you what really happened. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the exact truth of what happened and how it went down and step by step. And I know this show tonight is just not working very well. I'm not – it's just – this isn't a normal show because, quite frankly, I'm not the same guy anymore. I've been changed. So Sunday night after the show, I do what I usually do. I wash up, put some nice clothes on, head down down to the down to the lounge downstairs of the hotel where I was at. Like I said, I can't say where, but if you've listened to any episode in the last year, you know where I stay when I go to Vegas. But no longer there. That's very uh, disheartening. So I went down and I met a couple girls down in the lounge. It's been uh, seriously that place is for adults only, and it's uh, people go there to fuck. Okay, let's put it that way. Ninety percent of those people in that hotel room, in that hotel, they're staying there. They're to fuck. Just a normal night, picking up a couple of girls, using the same lines. Hey, I got some good weed upstairs. You should come upstairs and just come smoke it with me. It'd be a lot of fun, Christina. Which they call her Chris. And Rebecca. Now Chris is a, uh, I don't know, she's 29 years old. Typical blonde chick with a flat chest. Taylor Swift looking. All right. Cool, I don't care. I'll fuck them all. You know what I mean. I, I don't have a type. My type is vagina. But young girls. But one of them was wearing a Motley Crue shirt. Martins, of course. When I see a chicken, Doc Martins, I have to have sex with her. It's just this is the way it is. Things are going great. Things are going great. Rebecca and Chris. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have another three. I'm gonna have a fucking threesome tonight. This is gonna be great. This is gonna be a great story. I'm gonna come in glorious Monday after a threesome. After a rough weekend. After a rough weekend, I rebounded pretty good Sunday. I tell you that. And then we ended up another. I uh, had a bottle of vodka set up, and we did. The, I started drinking them goddamn vodka and tangs again. I tell you, I can't. I can't stop. And we're getting pretty drunk, and we're getting we're getting stoned. And this uh, Rebecca chick, I guess they call her Beck. It was Chris and Beck. I mean, let's just be. Let's just say what we were talking. That's when we were having the conversation. I want to give their full legal names, anyways, because it's still a. Uh, Still under investigation, but today I think they uh, they arrested the right guy, and I think it's all going to be settled out at the end. And I'm fine. I didn't do anything wrong or illegal. I didn't murder anybody. So we're up telling stories, drinking vodka, and this Becca chick gets a text, and she goes, "Hey, do you mind if my friend stops by?" And I'm like, oh, there goes the threesome. I go, no, not at all. So she, this Brian guy comes by. 
this guy looks like I don't know. He looks like every guy I went to jail with. I don't even know how else to describe him. He's got the the shitty tattoos on his forearm. Real shifty looking. Uh, he's got the gold rings around his teeth. You know what I mean? Just the the ball cap. The whole oh my god, oh great! So this guy shows up. More talking. And um, so both of them go to the bathroom. Both, and I'm like, oh, okay. She's just hooking up with this dude. All right, cool. Whatever. So we go over to the bed, me and the blonde. Yeah, I'm telling you. Chris, me and Chris went over there. And I don't know. But we bang, I banged her up for about 30 and a half minutes, and I was kind of drunk, and I passed out. And I woke up. By this time, it's like, I don't know, 6.30 in the morning, right by now. And uh, Chris is still laying next to me, naked, just like, I'm like, oh, God, that's great. So I go, and, I, uh, and I'm in the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, God, they passed out in there. I guess they were, they probably were fucking too in the bathroom and uh, passed out. So I went and got dressed, and I went down. Got some coffee, used the bathroom downstairs in the lobby, and uh, came back up with some donuts for you know everybody and a cup and a cup of coffee for Chris. And uh, I wake her up and we have some coffee and donuts. We smoke a cigarette. We smoke a joint. And sitting around talking how fun last night was and what they're going to do tomorrow and how they got a, how they're staying at the. Um, Caesar's Palace tomorrow. That's their that's where they're they're booked for the rest of the the week at Caesar's Palace. Then they're going to be back here on the weekend because it's cheaper. And wanted to check it out because it was cheaper here to stay on Sunday. And then in Caesar's they got a deal at Caesar's Palace. So we're just having a great conversation. And I, maybe I'm like, hey, this girl is is cool. She's hot. She's young, younger than me, which is very. When I'm saying young, she's 29 years old. And Chris, just a just a, a cute chick, just a cute chick, and they're from South Carolina, so they have cute little voices. You know what I mean? I told him he can he could lick my pussy. No, I don't know. And then she's then she goes, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. She goes and locks the bathroom, and then she's banging. She says, come on, Beck, get up, get up, Beck. Brian, Beck, get up. Yeah, and she's like, oh, God, she's, she'll sleep through anything. So she went down and used the bathroom. And we come back, and uh, while we're waiting for him to get out, we fucked again. Real quick, just a really uh, a nice, fun morning fuck. You know those. I love it. And then she's like, so she starts banging on the door again. She's like, back, back, get up, come on. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So by this time it's two in the afternoon. No one's coming out of there. Nobody's answering. And finally, I go, "Well, we got to break in. We got to break into the bathroom." I don't. We're adults. If they're naked, whatever. If they're sleeping, we'll just wake them up, and then uh, we'll. Because we need to get lunch. It's, I'm fucking hungry. And you people need to get the fuck out of my hotel room. That's the other thing. So take the credit card thing. We break into the room. We open the door, and this uh, 
Becca, Rebecca, or whatever her name was, Becca. We're just going to say Becca. I'm not going to give her full name. It's just laying there. Her, her um, hands to her side, but in her panties. And she's a, I, I believe, like a Native American, so really, you know, dark, has a really, really dark hair and dark complexion, nice thin, skinny body, nice little boobies and everything, and just laying there. She's like, oh my God, she's really passed out. Chris uh, bends over to to uh, grab her arm, and she goes, oh my fucking God. Oh my God. She goes, oh my God. I go, what, what, what's wrong? Does she stink? What's going on? What the fuck happened? She goes, she's fucking dead, dude. I'm like, no. I look over, and her lips are all purple, and there's shit coming out of her eyes. And uh, there's shit coming, like, on both sides of her mouth. And and I look at her, and she just looked like a mannequin. It was, it was the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. She was just laying there on the, on the bathroom floor. cold and didn't move and didn't breathe and wasn't moving and it was just I, I, I don't know how else to I don't know how to put this into words she was dead and I don't know how long she was dead in there but Brian was nowhere to be found the guy's gone the guy left I don't know when he left he must have left when we were passed out I don't know where Brian went But he went in and checked into the hotel today. And she's like, dude, she's fucking dead. She's fucking dead. Oh, my fucking God. Holy shit. And she ran out of the... She just left. She left. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm sitting there. Just cross-legged on the floor, the outside of the bathroom, looking at this dead girl. Her friend runs. The dude that murdered her or uh, gave her the drugs that killed her. And the thing that pisses me off is, is I let everybody know, hey, if you're partying here and you see somebody overdosing, here's the Narcan. I have Narcan all over that room I had. Well, the cops had a lot of questions for me. But I live a certain lifestyle, and certain people do things, and sometimes they accidentally o- overdose. And we, uh, you know, I always had Narcan because I don't want anybody. I never, like, the only rule of, of a party in, in my room was don't die. And they broke the rule, and now I've been kicked out of the. I've, I've been erased. I remember being there. I was never there. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should, uh, I don't know, try to dispose of the body myself. It went through my mind for a second. You're like, I, this is really going to fuck my afternoon up. That's the first thing I said. I don't know who this woman was. I feel sorry she lost her life on my bathroom floor. But I didn't put the drugs in her. Brian did. 
And we'll get to him here in just a minute about what happened today with Brian. And I'm not going to lie. I got up and I mixed myself a drink and I uh, lit a, I, I smoked I've smoked more pot than I've ever smoked before. And then I called 911. And they have my 911 call up on the news last night. It's uh, not good. Not good. So I finally calmed down. I'm not to a point where I'm, you know, normal. And now there's no drugs in the room. There never was any drugs in the room. The drugs have all been gone. Any drugs that have come into this room have been brought in by other people and taken away from them. I don't have drugs in the room. I don't do drugs, and I don't do heroin, and I don't do fentanyl, and I don't do uh, needles. This wasn't my scene, man. This chick, I don't know the relationship between these two because Chris and Brian were the two that were involved today at Caesar's Palace. They were the two that were involved today, and they were the two that were at my hotel room on Sunday night. So I called 911 up, and I said, I have a person that has overdosed on drugs in my bathroom, and they're dead. And they asked me if if they were breathing. I said, no, they, no, she's beyond dead. She's been dead for a while. And they said, check the pulse again just to make sure. And I'm like, no, the woman's dead. So room 423, I'll be waiting. So the cops come in, and first they, uh, I opened the door, and they told me to um, step outside the room. And then they put me up against the wall and patted me down to make sure I didn't have any weapons or I I wasn't a danger. And they told me to stay outside. So I just sat down in the hallway, right on the ground. just sat there, hands on my knees. And they went in. And he goes, yeah, we got another dead junkie. So uh, they called up the uh, examiner in the corner and they, they put her in the bag. This whole time I'm just sitting there with my phone, staring at the wall. I'm like, I, I didn't have anything to do with this. The only, the only thing I did was uh, let, let some people come into my room and use my bathroom. I don't know what happened in that bathroom. I think we'll, we'll find out in the next coming weeks what actually killed this woman. I don't even know her last name, to be honest with you, until today when I saw it on the news. It was um, it was a horrific experience, and um, then this other guy comes up with a suit, and he's like, "We we we want to have a conversation with you, and uh, we want to we want you um, we want to take you down to the police station and talk to you." He says, "We don't really want to make a scene out of it, but if you willfully will come, jump in the." back of my car and we'll go down there. So they took me down to the police station and they asked me what drugs I gave her. What did you do to her? I'm like, I didn't do anything. All I did is have sex with a friend. All you got to do is find this friend. And they're like, well, what's what's her last name? I go, I don't know. They call her Chris. She might be Christy or... uh, Crystal, or she's just Chris. I don't know. A chick that looks like Taylor Swift. That's Chris, but with some wrinkles because she's, you know, almost 30. Brian, dude, just looks like every fucking Las Vegas piece of trash out here with that that 
that uh, I don't know, buzzed haircut. You know what I mean? I always got some acne on their face because they're always just tweaking out. And so I just they took me in and asked me, well, what kind of drugs are you doing? And then the guy, the the um, detective, then asked because usually I just tell you, you know. Uh, talk to my lawyer, but I didn't do anything wrong. Nothing. I, I had nothing to do with this woman's death. I didn't buy the drugs. I didn't do the drugs with her. They asked me if I would uh, take a drug test, and I said absolutely. Because all I have, he goes, "What do you have in your system right now?" And I says, "And I'm thinking, we're pretty sure all the uh, other shit's been sweated out." And I go, "Honestly, what you're going to find in my system is probably a lot of alcohol, and you're probably going to find some uh, nicotine, and you're probably going to find a lot of marijuana." But as far as, like, opiates, I don't do opiates. I'm not an opiate guy. As far as drugging women, to get them, uh, to get away, I mean, come on. I was on a 15-day streak, which was also broken. But we're going to talk, I'll talk about that at the appropriate time, because it's not an appropriate time tonight. A woman is dead. She does have family members, and she does. I'm trying to be as cool as possible and try to pretend I don't really give a fuck and try to work my way through this, but it's still very raw in my mind and it's still tough to deal with, but I'm glad I'm documenting the way I feel tonight. So later on, looking back, I'll understand what exactly happened. But when I saw when I saw the bag come out on the stretcher, that's when it hit me. It's like this this woman's just gone. Last night we were talking, laughing, and now she's just dead. And she died 30 feet away from me in a bathroom. You could see where they were, where she was shooting up. You could see it was definitely an intravenous overdose. I told that guy, too. I told all those people. I said, hey, you know, I don't know what you guys are into, but if you if you actually get some fentanyl or whatever, here's the drugs to, to save you. Okay? But when I saw that bag come out, when I saw the bag on the stretcher, that's when I lost it. I just lost it. My brain snapped. Just... Like this massive, just straight chill went through my body, and I just like my body just stopped for a second and like took a snapshot of that could have been me in that goddamn bag. All of the shit I've done over the years and all that, it was a wake up call, but unfortunately, it was that woman's life that had to wake me up. But seeing that, like I said, I keep saying that the, the image, the first image, is to, was when I looked at her in the face, and then when I touched her arm. I don't even know how to explain it. It was like touching a mannequin. It wasn't even like touching a human anymore. It was like a mannequin, and her face was all ghoulish and puffy. It's weird. Not to mention the fluids and the. It was. It was. It was. It was disturbing, but the most disturbing thing, like I keep saying, was seeing that bag that got zipped, hearing the zipper. 
Zip. Snow Knight is the final for that woman. And we went down, and he looked at my arms, and they gave me a drug test, and I was, they, they were, they were like, okay, yeah, there's no opiates in your system, nothing to match what she had. And I told him the story on how I just met these two girls, and then she texted this dude over. They went in the bathroom. We went to the bed, and uh, he just had a great time, had some sex. And we got up, and then when she found her friend was dead, she ran out of the room. She didn't know she was. She couldn't look at her anymore. You know, you, you come on a vacation with your friends from the Carolinas uh, to have a good time at Caesar's Palace and to dress up and to have a good time girls weekend with... And then uh, this douchebag Brian guy gets involved. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable what happened. So they took me down and they examined me and they looked at my arms and I got... Um, four prick marks all over my arms from taking the IVs the last few weeks. And they're like, why uh, Why do you have needle marks all over your arms? And I says, well, I, I, I get IVs because I drink a lot. And it replenishes me. And I have to do a radio program that hundreds of thousands of people listen to every night. And uh, the people rely on me to be on. They didn't seem to care about the podcast. Getting me... So that's why I blamed the Las Vegas Police Department on um, taking my cell phone. I didn't have a phone until this morning. That's why there was no show last night. So they took my phone, and then they asked me the track marks where I told them I, it was an IV, and I gave them the doctor's number, and they go, well, we're going to call him right now. We're going to call this guy right now. Is he going to lie? I'm like, no, I know the guy personally. I tip him every time. He loves me. I love him. Tell him. Call him up. And he goes, he'll, he'll have the medical records that shows I've gotten IVs on these days. That's why there's track marks on my arm. Not because I'm a junkie. I'm a fucking millionaire. I don't want to die. I got money and I'm having fun. Why would I want to die? Why would I risk putting fentanyl in my system? All right. And then another guy came in and asked me more questions. What drugs are you doing? Would, would, where did you meet these girls? And I'm like, dude. We're at the hotel. It's adults only. People want to fuck. You go to the bar. You talk to people. You go up and fuck. He's been doing it for, I don't know, 15 straight days. And he's more interested on my sex life. And I told him everything. I told him everything that happened in that room. Everything. From start to finish. Didn't stop. And I was there. Till 4 o'clock this morning. No, yesterday morning. I'm sorry. They finally let me go because they, they finally understood. They searched the room. There was no drugs in the room. There was no evidence of anything. There was no DNA. No, no. Whoever shot her up took the rig with them. So that's what's happened. I had nothing to do with it. Yes, I was there, but I wasn't there. I was on the other side of a locked door. Like I said, even her girlfriend went down and used the lobby bathroom because... She is a sound sleeper and been known to sleep through things after drinking. It wasn't a surprise that she wouldn't answer. It was typical behavior. Even her girlfriend wasn't until we broke in and saw her dead body laying there. The bag getting zipped. I still don't really know how to process. I don't know really why I'm even doing a show tonight, but I 
really feel bad that I didn't do a show, that last night we were pulled because I was in a place. I got home. Well, I got back to the room, going to put my key in, and it's not working. So I go on the front desk, and I see a guy rolling out my things. They had went in after the police cleared the room, grabbed everything of mine, um, boxed it up, clothes, and he gave me uh, two boxes. The um, they had brought my Bronco up to the door, and they said, "You're no longer, you're no longer, you're banned from the property for life, forever. Any relationship we've had is over." So I'm like, "What the fuck am I going to do?" Okay, I'll just go over to the. I'll just go up the Golden Nugget and stay there. It's just right up the street. I'll just pull right up into the garage. So I pull into the, the, the garage. So I drove the Bronco half a block up the street. This is all gone. Now this is about 5 in the morning. And then I go in to get a room, and they're like, no, you're, you're, you're never going to stay on Fremont Street again. We know what happened in your room, and we know what goes on in there, and you, you broadcasted this to hundreds of thousands of people, letting them know. Um, what you were doing there. And we don't want to be a part of that. We don't want to be a part of your show, and we want nothing to do with it. So now it's now it's 7.30 in the morning, and I just go get breakfast. And uh, I'll tell you what. It's terrible. It's terrible. And then today, finally... The room at the Strat, and uh, I'm watching the news, just sitting there in the bed today, and I see that they had arrested Brian, and apparently he was trying to kill Chris. He had grabbed her, entered her hotel room and grabbed her, and was staying there, and then the cops showed up. He said he had guns, and he started throwing shit out the fucking windows, and they came in, and they arrested Brian today. And I called the detective. I go, that's the dude that shot Becca up and killed her. That's the dude. The dude that's throwing the shit out of the fucking hotel room is the actual guy that fucked that, that fucking killed the, the girl in my room. That's the guy. And he goes, really? So I haven't heard anything, but I'm pretty sure Brian is going to be charged with the manslaughter. They're going to find out what's in her system, what he gave her. And, uh, like, the detective called me. He goes, yeah, this guy's a real piece of shit. This guy's going away for a long fucking time. This guy is a piece of shit. They got him got him for kidnapping Chris. And I go, did you talk to Chris? And he's like, that's the Chris? And I'm like, yeah. So he's in custody. Brian is in custody right now. And uh, for some reason, uh, Chris was just... Let loose. I wish uh, I knew how to get a hold of Chris because I'd love for her to come back over tonight. Maybe we could talk about it. And We had nothing to do with it. We were together. And uh, she's my alibi, not her alibi. We were together while, they, while he was in murdering Becca. He, mar- he murdered her. Like I said, I had... Uh, drugs to save people's lives in my room. So the 
there was no excuse for an overdose in that hotel room that night. I told him. He intentionally murdered that woman. And he was going to, I think, murder Chris today, too. Thank God the cops, the Las Vegas cops, because I told them they were staying there. So the, the SWAT team was already kind of checking out that place, looking for this Brian guy. They wanted to figure out what he gave her before the toxicology comes back. But yeah, that's um, that's why I didn't broadcast last night. And that's why um, after tomorrow, probably all the old broadcasts are going to be gone from everywhere. So this will be your last chance to to go back and listen to the old shows and uh, watch them on our Rumble channel at MHH Network on the Rumble channel. We're only on Rumble and we're only on Block Talk Radio. That's it. That's the only two places we broadcast anymore. Only places that will let me anymore. Now, after a woman's died, I don't know if I want to talk about this lifestyle anymore. I think it went too far. I knew it. I jinxed myself a week ago. I go, this is the, the most greatest thing on earth. And then... The party kind of ends when you find a dead person in your bathroom. Like I said, I want to apologize. I'm really not, my mind's really not together. I'm not really in a broadcasting mode, and I'm all over the place. But I just keep seeing that bag being zipped up over and over and over again. Good night, everybody.
episode's over. Jesus Christ. I don't need to. I'm not right, man. I'm not right. Can't come on and write dick jokes on a night like this. It's only been a, a day and a half since uh, I found a dead woman in my room. And uh, I, I, I still not process. It still really hasn't hit me yet. There's going to be a point where it does hit me, and it's finally going to hit, get through to me. But right now, I'm just numb. I'm really numb. I've smoked a lot of pot. I'm so numb. Words can't explain. Like I say, I uh, I really feel sorry for this 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 woman. I, I don't really know about. I really don't even know her last name yet. I only talked to her maybe for an hour and a half to two hours before this Brian guy came over and they were in the bathroom. So she must have died. She must have died uh, shortly after they went in the bathroom. Well, I know we were together for at least 40 minutes because I I just looked at the clock. And it was like 40 minutes we were, you know, kind of fucking around and we both just passed out at the same time, so he had to have leave, left probably at least an hour after he went in the bathroom. I didn't hear him leave. Didn't hear the guy leave. I don't know if he thought he was going to get away with it and pin it on me, but I've been to the system. I know how to talk to cops. I know, uh, I know I didn't do anything wrong, and I knew there was nothing in my room. Uh, that would incriminate me at all because I didn't, wasn't doing anything wrong. I was just smoking a little weed and having some drinks with some women. Not illegal. It's frowned upon. It's not legal. It's it's legal. They were both of age. They were both 29. And uh, hopefully someday we can get Chris on. And we can talk about that night. And, uh, but her best friend is dead. And uh, the guy that killed her came to kill her today. Kidnapped her. Took her right from the hallway, brought her right inside. Said he was going to kill her, too. He told anybody what happened last night or who he was. And I know that guy would have come and killed me. I know it. I know for a fact if I would have stayed there, he would come back and got me. He was looking for me. Thank God they threw me out of that place. Thank God sitting in my goddamn Bronco in a parking garage. Thank God he didn't find me. Because I know he came back. He's had to. They, I know they're going to look at the hotel surveillance. They'll have the, the time when the guy left the room because there's, there's fucking cameras everywhere. They're going to figure it out right away. Uh, my story matches up. They told me not to leave town. You know what that means. So they're going to have it. They, I mean, they got it all on camera. Everything is pieced together. I mean, I'll be fine. I'm not really worried about going back to jail. I'm not worried about facing charges, and I'm just not worried about... I'm just not worried about anything, because I didn't do anything wrong. But it's amazing. When I said, all my friends at that hotel that were so nice, and that I gave thousands of dollars to, Find one dead girl in your room, and not, nobody wants to be your friend anymore. Literally, my name. I, I once this is cleared up, we might have to move the show again. 
I don't know where to go. I don't know. I, I don't know where I would move this show to. Uh, I don't want to go back to Los Angeles to spend 340 days in jail. Wouldn't want to go back and revisit that ever. And uh, Vegas, uh, Vegas is great. I just had the wrong person over. There's, it's that simple. I'm not leaving this town, but if, if I can't hang out on Fremont Street. It's kind of a bummer. That's kind of my favorite place on earth. And to be honest with you, that that could have happened a few other nights when we were partying, doing the ecstasy and stuff up in the room. We could have all died. So I always had Narcan in the room. I had Narcan in the fucking room. I had it there. I had six cans of fucking Narcan. I had it. All you had to do when she started spitting up and ODing is, is spray that in her nose and she'd still be here. And I would be, would probably, I'd still be in room 423 having the time of my life looking into that pool and fucking women every night, 15 straight nights. But no, some dirtbag had to come over and kill his... And I don't even know what the relationship was. I don't know if they're from here, because he didn't have a southern accent. He looked like he's from Vegas. He looked like Vegas street trash. And why he was in Caesars today, still, we haven't figured, there's a lot to talk about still. There's a lot of facts, and there's a lot of, when I went to the scenario with the police, I talked to like four different investigators, four different guys trying to break me, trying to ask, do you want to take a lie detector test? I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, I gave two people privacy, and I don't know what happened in there. They didn't tell me they were doing illegal things in there. I thought they were just having sex. That's plain and simple. It's it's pretty simple uh, scenario. We will have more details on this. Uh, it's still very fresh. I mean, we're only two days removed from this incident, basically. And uh, there's still a lot of questions about Brian. Now, he was apprehended this afternoon in Vegas after they got him, after he completely lost his shit, kidnapped Chris, and then started throwing tables and shit out the window. Coffee tables and shit smashing into the pool. Uh, there was reports of gunfire, shots fired, but there was no shots fired. It was just furniture being thrown out of a window by an insane man who just killed a woman in my hotel room. And like I said, don't listen to the local news. That's the real story. That's exactly what happened. I had nothing to do with this woman's death. The police, when I knew I was in good shape is when they let me go outside and have a smoke break. Now. The first time in my entire life during an interrogation, they let me have a smoke break. I, I know it was a mental trick. They're trying to be my best buddies. and like, Because I'm just starting to shake. And like, what do you got shakes? Alcoholic? I'm going, no, I just need a fucking cigarette. I've been sitting in this goddamn police station all goddamn day and night. fucking around, and I says, I know, at any time I could have got up and left, but no, I sat here and answered every one of your fucking questions, played every one of your little fucking games, and then let me have a smoke. 
And then they bring me back in. Like, okay, I was the guy that let you out get the smoke, you know. I know what it's like to be a smoker. I smoke myself. <laughs> Maybe we'll end this quickly here and we'll go out and uh, have a little smoke together, huh, buddy? And I'm like, yeah, sure, dude, whatever you say. And then he starts grilling me. Why was she there in your room? Why was she there? Why did it take so long for you guys to... And I told the same story. I told the same story 89 times, I bet, at least. At least 89 times. And that's what the police do. They ask you the same question. And they want you to say something different. And they've kind of figured out, they're like, well, this guy is either the most brilliant guy in the world and is the most evil genius that can keep track of every lie that he's made or... Um, he's just telling us the truth. So finally they cut me loose. They told me not to leave town. They might have some more questions. Well, I live here. Of course I'm not going to leave town. So tomorrow i gotta get, I got to figure out a place to live. That's, 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 I guess we got to move on. i got to move on. I mean, I don't need, I'm really not that – I didn't know the woman. It was just a stranger, you know? I mean, it was – I didn't have any emotional connection to him, but it still really did freak me the fuck out, uh, touching a dead person for the first time in my life. I've never touched somebody that was dead before. And I'll never forget those uh, those moments where I'm just like, what, what do you do? Well, you got to call the cops. You know? What do you do? I, 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 I was thinking about, you know, how, how, do I, how would I get her out of here? There's no way. There's no way anymore. There's zero way you're going to get rid of a dead body in Las Vegas. There's too many cameras. I said, there's no way. There's a, as soon as I leave the room, there's a camera right there. They're going to have the camera. The guy. They're going to have everything. I didn't do anything wrong, so I did call the police. I very rarely will call the police, but if there's dead people in my house, in my uh, hotel room, yeah, I'm going to call But uh, yeah, it was a long interrogation. It really was. But I've been interrogated before. It wasn't a big deal. And then seeing the guy getting arrested today on the news, it's like, okay, that's the guy. So, yeah, we'll have more in upcoming shows. Um, hopefully we'll have a uh, place to broadcast tomorrow. Hopefully they don't find out that it's me here staying at the Strat, but... Like I said, I might have to leave town for a while. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm still in shock. And I do feel bad for that that woman's family. And I do. I feel terrible. They're not coming. She's not coming back from Vegas. And I don't know. I really would like to find Chris and figure out why she was over there with Brian today. I don't know. Maybe. She's the one that killed him, too. Maybe she's involved, too, somehow. I don't know. But more things are going to come. More evidence is going to be overturned. And the main thing I'm, I'm really um, curious about is the toxicology report. I want to see what killed this woman. What, what on this night, on July 9th, well, I guess technically the 10th because it was early in the morning. Okay, You know, I get messed up because I'm a vampire, but see, my night is your morning. Three o'clock at night is still my night before night. I don't even know how to describe it, but so a lot of things have changed. A lot of things have changed uh, quickly. 
from having the time of my life not staying in some shitty room with a TV that comes in and out. The TV doesn't even really work. This is the shittiest hotel room I've ever been in. I can't. Li- I-, I can't live here. I can't stay here another night. This. I, 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 I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go down at least to the lobby tonight. But I can't sit in this room. This is. This is almost like a prison cell here. You don't even know it. My room. My room was so beautiful at the last place. It was. It was such. It was the most perfect situation I've ever had in my life. Everything I've ever worked for. I was living a dream that I had while I was sitting in jail. I was living the dream, and then it turned into a nightmare all of a sudden, and I thought I was going to go back to jail. thought I was going to have to go back to jail. I thought they were going to pin this murder on me. I don't even know if it was a murder. Maybe it was just an accidental overdose. I don't really have a lot of facts. All I know is that the bitch was dead in my room, and it really screwed my life up. This dirtbag Brian guy, if I, could, if I could get my hands around that motherfucker's neck right now, I'd kill him. He ruined my life, this guy. And I still don't know why. I don't really know a lot about these women. I really don't. But the next few days we will have a lot more, a lot more uh, updates and we'll let you know what's going on. Brian, if he's still in jail and and uh, I, I really, really am trying to track down this Chris girl because I'd, I'd really want to talk to her and see w- what's going on unless they killed her on purpose together. I don't know. We don't know yet. But that's it. I can't do any more of the show tonight. I really am disturbed. This has been one of the toughest shows I've ever done. It's been one of the toughest shows to get through. And uh, like I said, in the next few days we will... Um, have some more information for you. Um, tomorrow night will be uh, the Just Johnny show. Of course, Thursday night, the Marijuana Happy Hour comes back. Triple XX show on Friday. And uh, life goes on. Okay? Life goes on. I, I, I can't mourn a person I have no feelings for. I can't really mourn a person I don't know. I'm more mad at this person than I agree than I'm grieving. I'm still pissed at these two people for ruining the ultimate perfect setup I've ever had in my life. I'm mad at all of these people. I'm more mad than upset. But we got to move on. We got to do more shows past this. But any t- any new information we get. We'll pass it along to you, but I just wanted to say my side of the story because there's a lot of things being said here on the local news, Channel 9 and Channel 7, that uh, are false and are really, really um, making me look bad, and it's, it's my side of the story. And my side of the story is what we call the truth, and what the news side of the story is trying to get clicks and get people to watch, that there's this evil uh, sex addict uh Murdering girls in a hotel room, which isn't even close to being the narrative. That's all I got to say, and I can't say no more.